Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? So many people hopping into this space. So good to see everyone. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is an extremely talented sci-fi digital 3D artist based out of Germany. His surrealist work focus on, focuses on futuristic and cyberpunk themes that captures his audience. Not surprisingly, he has been massively successful in the NFT space. His super rare pieces always catch the eye of big investors, and most of his one-of-one pieces currently sell for anywhere between sixty dollars to $80,000 per piece. It's my insane honor to share the stage with the extremely talented Baca Arts. How's it going, man? Oh, it's uh it, it's a weird it's a it's a weird time to live in. It is. Really. You yeah, know, I just... your futuristic style too. It's just uh I think we'll get into it, but it just makes you start to think like like uh the way that you see the world is actually not as crazy as it may uh, have seemed 2 years ago and it's uh it's funny to be able to see the evolution of how art and technology and uh the future all kind of get interwoven but we'll get to that in a little bit i wanted to start by just having you chat a little bit about yourself and your journey into the crypto and nft space if you were into crypto first or if nfts were kind of your first um, venture into the blockchain space just chat a little bit about your journey getting involved into the space i never was you know really much of a crypto guy like you know i was one of those people who was like man i wish i bought bitcoin when it was so and so uh because i would be stinking rich now you know whatever right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, a lot of my friends still are so i'm trying to kind of like get them into crypto not necessarily uh, nfts and like you know giving them some sort of initial investment so like here it is his how it works i hear what i learned this is not financial advice blah blah, blah. Uh, you know, the whole rundown <laughs> and kind of like tell them uh, if they ask what are NFTs and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, what they are, what they do, uh, how to sell them, you know, because most of my friends are artists. Um, but yeah, no, the the complete like I was clueless when I got into the space. So the first thing I did when I got into like NFTs, because, you know, I was I was just looking on on social media, you know, uh, I think I saw a friend of mine selling something on super rare and, uh, uh super cool artwork sold for like, I think 2000, $3,000. And I went to Mako's place and saw some other pictures selling for like crazy amounts of money. I was like, what, what is going on? Why, why are these, uh, life changing numbers popping up, uh, for right. my friends? <laughs> These sites that no one has heard about, how are they selling them for more than any other piece they've ever sold for before? Yeah, like that that's like what I make in like whatever two months, you know, grinding on Instagram. Uh yeah, it's uh it's it's been insane. So I just started, you know, taking a month out of my time. I applied for all the websites. Uh, I really wanted to get on Super Rare. My first drop was on Super Rare. And uh, that was a very good choice. Uh, in retrospect, it was also a very good idea to connect with people and learn before, you know, applying for these sites. And um, um, no, no way. So I applied for the sites and then I started like hanging on in Clubhouse and stuff and uh, meeting all these collectors uh, and all these other artists who are also interested in nfts and we were kind of like learning together mostly from clubhouse but nowadays i just mostly use twitter space i don't even have clubhouse anymore it's weird it's weird how the evolution of tech goes like a clubhouse is twitter is definitely trying to come in and sweep that space that clubhouse was filling yeah 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 yeah. so uh they did a pretty banging job i gotta say because like now i don't even have to make like a new account or anything i just 
can I click on the top of my feed? And there you go. We got a couple of spaces mm-hmm. for whatever language, whatever topic. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty insane. And so after, you know, researching and making connections uh, along the way in NFTs, uh, uh, my friend Igor there, he's in the audience. He kind of like, <laughs> he messaged me on Instagram. Uh, that's kind of like my first dip into NFTs. He's like, yo, man, I saw you were like selling 3D stuff uh, on your Patreon or whatever, or 3D assets. Can I use them for NFTs? And I was like, what the fuck are NFTs? And I kind of like <laughs> researching. What is this crypto? What are you talking about? Get out of here. Now, uh, and he was nice enough you know, to just uh, give me a quick rundown about how everything works. So then I just got super invested. Like I mm-hmm. just made... Twitter and Clubhouse and NFTs, basically my whole focus. I'm like that, you know. When I see something, you know, just, just catches my eye in a really big way, I just like focus my entire everything, like yeah. that, my life now. And that was uh, that was a very good choice. I do not regret any second of it, and I would have done it a hundred times again. Um, and yeah, after that, after you know, building my Twitter a bit, uh, meeting collectors. Uh, I wanted to gather a story, you know, I didn't just want to like come into the space, like, yo, here's some art, buy it or whatever. No, I wanted to do something special. So I talked to a a collector buddy of mine, which kind of gave me an idea. He was like, yo, your uh, 2D images are pretty cool and stuff like that. Maybe you can build a story around it. So we kind of like, uh, started you know brainstorming and i also brainstormed with my girlfriend a bit and we kind of found out uh that these pieces that i make these 2d pieces are actually could be interconnected and i didn't they were interconnected before but i just wasn't sure how but Uh you know nfts have kind of you know i think it's the spot where my story can live so i just started you know writing and and connecting and I wanted to do it like in a cool way. So which why there are seasons, there's episodes, uh, short stories, whatever. And um, I'm going to turn that into a graphic novel by the end. It's going to have an end eventually. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really cool to see kind of how your your, the story progresses. And um, whenever you're posting, you can tell that you have a larger vision of your artwork at all tying together. And I've seen a few other artists doing that, um, but it's not as frequent uh, right now. And I think people are going to look at you as kind of a visionary in that way of like, uh, knowing from the beginning that this can all kind of create a story because on the blockchain you have provenance and you can go back in time and see which ones were minted first and all of that kind of stuff. So it's just cool to see how you're able to almost evolve and develop your storyline over time too. Yeah. One thing that... One thing that you were kind of talking about a little bit and I wanted to touch on a little more for a second was just, uh, I thought it was so fascinating that you were chatting a little bit about, you know, just getting started in the space and seeing so many people have success and saying, you know, the amount of money they were making was, you, you know, basically something you would grind for two months to, to make. And I feel like so many people in the space feel that. And and I wanted to chat with you a little bit more about just uh, kind of when the moment uh, clicked for you, if it was after the first sale or the second sale, but when you started to realize, wow, this is the future, like I'm not going to need to have to grind and try to work hours and hours. I'm going to just need to build um, kind of an economy where I just get to know creators and collectors. And I'd love for you just to be able to talk about when you started to realize like this was the new world that we were kind of living in. Uh, I think it was when I just started like connecting with my idols, like people I idolized that I learned 3D from, that I learned 2D from and everything else. And I like, if they're here, then this this is something big and I definitely want a part of it. And after that first sale, uh man i was uh yeah <laughs> i was surprised ecstatic i don't even know like it was a wave of emotion yeah Pretty can sure. you take us back when when do you remember when that first sale was and about how much it went for it was in february i think it was um for seven no 6.7 i don't know mm-hmm. 
point seven something. Oh my god, you're killing me right now. I don't know. No, that's but <laughs> it was it was around okay. that. It was it was but you started off and back in February, that was a lot for a Genesis piece too. And you've just been building off of that uh ever since February. I mean, it's just insane to think of what you've done in what nine or ten months and so many other artists in the space too uh have just been grinding and growing and slowly building their brand and their identity but one thing that's fascinating is ever since you started minting your pieces uh, you know, you definitely were on the radar of some of some big collectors. I mean, you're in so many uh, big collectors' vaults at this point. And so, what was it like when you started to see that attention uh, from you know bigger collectors, and uh, and what that kind of meant for you and your career in this space? Uh, it was overwhelming. Like, I, 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 how do you react to that? I mean, like uh, when someone believes in you in that way. To, to the point to invest tens of thousands of dollars in you. How do you, how do you even, I, I am still, I'm still not processing it. I, I just don't know <laughs> uh, how to react. I'm just like very happy and then thankful. And I try to, you know, make them feel valued as mm-hmm. I can in my way. Like I would send a print over or, yeah. or, nice message or anything you whatever they want i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me i'll do anything no it's so beautiful though because we talk about it in the space but like there's such such a different feel with the connectedness between collector and creator and you know you're not going through you know all these galleries or having to deal with middlemen you can actually interact with the people who value you and it does it makes you want to not do wrong by them in a lot of ways it makes you want to make them feel valued too and it's uh it's such an interesting new concept and uh that the technology brings because that's that's something that we've never had uh you know even 10 to 20 years ago even interconnectedness globally was a difficult thing now to think that now that we're living in a borderless economy and ecosystem where we can transact and find value and not only that but now we can talk to the people that we're working with it's just it's uh it, it just shows you how fast the technology is evolving I feel like most of my collectors, um, some buy the art just for the art, but most of them, like for example, 888 or uh, Danny or Cryptopolitan, they they like they're in it mostly for the story and the journey, and uh, they like the futuristic aspect of my work, you know, and uh, they see what I see, like what I'm trying to build, you know. So it's uh it's it's been hard you know because not many people see it but there are some people who understand it uh right away and that's why i think i connected with uh a lot of the bigger collectors because they don't just see the artwork but they see you know uh, the journey that we're going on uh, through right now what uh, we're trying to build you know a lot of i've met a lot of artists who are doing uh so, some incredible things you know incredible stories and uh, I'm very excited to see how they progress, but uh, as for me, I, I'm just you know trying to to build my own universe, and yeah. uh, I'm for anybody who wants to join in and uh, you know come with me on this journey, see where it takes us. I love it. You know, one thing uh, t- since you started talking a little bit about your art too, I um, I don't forget what site I was on, but you had a quote that said you were trying to make a dark future more colorful, one artwork at a time. And I thought that was such a fascinating thing. And I wanted to see if you chat a little bit, because now looking back at some sci-fi movies and things like this, you see some of the visionaries that created some of these ideas, and now it's almost like they're coming to life. And so I was curious what your when you're creating this art, if this if this world that you're creating is something that you see eventually happening, you know, in the future, uh, or kind of just kind of the background behind your your sci-fi futuristic style? Absolutely. Like, uh, we're definitely, right now, like, honestly, how the things are going, we're definitely heading for something dystopian, for sure. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. 50 years but uh 100 years maybe maybe 200 it's gonna definitely be like that um a lot of the things that you know the the titans of the industry like i don't know sid mead or something it's it the 
they had they had some things that are now reality, you know. And uh, you know, I, I I think they're definitely on the right path. So I'm trying to kind of stay on the same path because I believe in that path. Uh, so my artwork, you know, just revolves around possible futures. I just let people imagine. I just give them, you know, an an, an image that makes you think uh, about, you know, the endless possibilities of what could happen, how where we could end up, you know. Uh, yeah. Not all. Uh, the happiest of artworks, which is fine, <laughs> because uh, you know I'm, I'm kind of trying to balance, you know, the pop, uh, arty, colorful everything uh, together with uh, the darker side of things, you know, because you know it, it, not everything, you know, is just black and white. There's also some gray areas, so I kind of try to make it gloomy yet cheerful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. I I like to tell a story which people can they then make up on their own. I don't know. I I in the image I have my own story in my head, but I kind of want people to think for themselves. Like, what do I see in this image? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. even when you were creating this work back in February or March, and versus now, and you start to see you know headlines with like facebook saying they want to change their name to meta and like all this stuff that's happening you start to think like wow like these this ideas and these concepts like in my brain that you know i think were coming in the future is like actually i might see some of these these things playing out like sooner than i had even imagined like it's it's crazy to me i feel like Every day in this space, I'm like, wow, there's things that I didn't think I'd ever be alive for that now I'm questioning in 30, 40 years may actually, I may be still around to see some things that I never thought I could, uh, would be around to live through. Absolutely. And I hope I live long enough to, you know, see if some of the things that I envision will come to life. Probably not if I you know, keep just fucking staying on Twitter 24-7 and not sleeping, I'm not going to have a long life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, I love NFTs. Jesus Christ, I need, like, to sleep eventually. (laughs) This space can age someone for sure. I definitely have more gray hairs over the last year. Oh, my God, just my phone vibrating at 3 a.m. Someone wanting, you know, to, like, kill their their NFTs or something. No. Uh, (laughs) I can hear Uh, in the background your Discord notifications going off, too. It's like you're still on, you know, you're you're still on even when you're on. I know, I know. (laughs) I can't can't stop. It's an addiction. I just just accept it at this point. I just leave, leave my phone on the table, even, like, when I go on out with friends and like just i see a discord yeah oh my god someone like asked me a question about something i would anybody want to surrogate some buy some art what is it i want to know you know it's uh i just can't stop and i think it's just a part of me right now so i just accept it mm-hmm. and the people around me would have to accept it and this is like normal life now because you know this, uh, this is the future and uh yeah I enjoy connecting with people, so uh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad, and it's almost like sometimes I'm like I, uh, especially growing up in in the evolution of tech. It seems like a lot of people, uh, especially our ancestors, like my parents, my grandparents, a lot of people have taught us. You know, like technology is. You, you need to push against it, not lean into it, you know, don't do this, like, don't go all in, uh, you know, don't spend all day on the computer. And now you like start thinking about it. You're like, well, actually, like the people that are leaning into technology are the ones that are actually able to do amazing things and are changing like the way the world's going to look. Yeah, my mom was against it at first, but then I got her a new car, and now she's like, "Oh shit, go you go on here." <laughs> yeah, no, you bought me. You paid off my house. I was, uh, there's a 15 year old that ha- that was able to pay off his parents' house. It's like, oh, yeah, I think, Jasty, yeah, Jasty, man, yeah, that's the kind of stuff when you start seeing that it's hard to argue that it's like okay wow okay it's but one thing that I think is true is that when you are on these platforms you know the social media and things can run you or you can help control the way that they are developed for the future and I do think that's an important line because you don't want to become you know like we've been in the last five or ten years where we're almost like used as a product and I think that's the biggest change and shift that's happening right now is that we no longer have to be a product 
of um, all of the tech. We can actually be creators and and help innovate and change the world with the way the things that we do. And I think that's a big thing too. Is like if we're able to use the tech to help benefit us, that's a whole different story. If you can make money playing a game, that's different than paying a money and not making anything and not being able to do anything in in life because you're stuck on a computer. And so I think there's like a paradigm shift there too. I was uh, like always on the computer. I don't know. I, I'm a digital kid, you know, like I've been doing this since the 90s. So uh, I like I got my first computer, I think with like, what was I, seven or eight or something, just starting, you know, like playing kid games and stuff like that. And then just started upgrading and going from that. Eventually I installed Photoshop. And then, you know, my life just fucking changed. <laughs> just started like, uh, you know, retouching my mom's uh whatever zits or i don't know whatever she had like just make me play for facebook dares okay I'm like whatever yeah sure i'll do that and you know just started doing small photo manipulations and stuff like that i've always i've always been in the, on the computer you know mm-hmm. sometimes more than i would like to you know like days on end goddamn the fucking guild wars times jesus christ uh, <laughs> like three three years of my life just spent leveling up whatever guardians and shit or whatever anyway <laughs> uh, i've always always been like a digital person so yeah. i didn't I, I i've been always an artist i'm not that like super good at school i mean i'm not bad or stupid or anything it's just not my priority you know i don't, I don't give a fuck about whatever uh, geography math where it's not my okay math i mean i need that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Part of the financial side, but uh, it, it's just not my thing. I, I, I just hate studying. I like learning art. Like, give me tutorials. Give me stuff to read about art. I can, I, I want to make art. I don't care. I, I will make art until I cannot make art anymore. Like, either being by my fucking hands falling off or, or you know, just whatever, end of my life. But I will keep doing that uh, until the end. And that that's my priority. I don't want to work at Burger King, I don't want to, like, do... I have done a lot of side jobs and stuff like that, but it's just it's not for me, you know? I've tried everything. Yeah. Uh, but well, my, my first love was art, and it will be. It's funny that you say that, because it also just makes me think, like, the way that we've um, been, like, raising our future generations, and I was a teacher for 12 years, and it's, like, our whole operating system in schools is hundreds of years old and it doesn't work anymore and it doesn't really allow us to unleash full potential of of our next generation and it's uh I do think that blockchain is is going to be the disruptive technology that can help kind of change and level and and uh, change the way that you know the biggest systems and bureaucracies of our world uh, kind of operate because it can do it decentrally and uh, one like in terms of education and the political system all of those things I feel like are going to start to shift and change over the next 10 to 20 years because there's going to be all kinds of new uh, innovative ways that people can do things without, you know, if the, without the traditional world telling you how you have to, how you have to be successful, what you have to yeah. do to make it. And you can be like, no, actually, it's funny because you see people that are between 14 and 18 doing this right now that are making more than their teachers. And they're like, I don't really care what you say, because I'm making more money than you do. And it's just so funny, because it's so true. It's like, there there's a paradigm shift in the like our system is needing to change in order for it to really continue to grow and it's just inevitable that it will change yeah absolutely i've also seen uh, a lot of awesome uses for nfts lately like one of the biggest ones which i think it's fucking awesome is uh you know tickets for concerts and stuff like that like digital tickets mm-hmm. as nfts that those oh my god i I definitely need to get into like that. Like, I want to make, you know, maybe start a gallery, like a, a, an actual gallery, and uh, you know, you can you can buy like tickets for NFTs, or you know, maybe just uh, hop in if you're a collector and uh, buy my shit. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no, uh, but it is. It's like there's all these new use cases that are coming up. Yes, and, and it's, it's uh, every day is like a new world and. 
you know, there's like this brainstorming phase where you hear the ideas and then there's like this application phase where like people are figuring out how to do it. And I think that's where we're, we still are in a part of the world where we're like brainstorming a lot. But in the next year or two, it's just like the last two years between 2018 and 20, it was like the smart contract kind of was born and now you're seeing all this evolution and it's just going to be taken another another step up exponentially in the next two years uh, as things continue to become more easy for people to access and user interface gets better. It's just, it's like when you look back at it, it's very similar to the evolution of Web2 with uh, how, you know, you started with instant messaging, uh, you know, connecting through dial-up, and now it's like you have high-speed dApps where you, or apps you can just get on your phone and access anything you want. Yeah, like I remember my IRC times. I don't know if I was talking to a girl. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I was being happy. But I have Tinder, and which is, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's just insane. I'm so excited. Oh my god, you have no idea how excited I am to just see what happens in the future. Yeah. I really want to see if basically anything that I have ever did in the last 17 years comes to life, and if it does, I will be so fucking happy. Yeah. Well, except the you know, darker apocalyptic arc worse that I have. Hopefully, that yeah, maybe happen. not the dystopian like yeah. end of the world stuff, but there's still stuff. There's one that's like there's one uh one of your artworks that comes to mind, and it's I think it's a deer and a girl, and it's like she's one with her. It's almost like her avatar or something. It's like she's she's like one with it. Uh, at least that's how I kind of took it. And she has like a circle around her. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, it's called Connections. Yes. It's in the vault of, it's in Benji's vault. The collector's name is Benji. Such a sweet guy. Uh, Like, (laughs) funny enough, the the artwork is called Connected, but like he really connected and, uh, with it. And, uh, he, he purchased it, I think at the time or like 20th or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was insane. I think that was my like first like gigantic sale. I think I I don't remember. It was uh, really crazy, but uh, I still have contact with him. He's su- such a sweet guy, super helpful, uh, always fun to talk to, very positive person. Uh, and I definitely am happy that you know. The, see, this is the thing. Like, you gotta find the right collector for the right artwork. Like my brutalist stuff was getting a lot of a good traction, but it was not like my main thing. But it connected with uh, Cryptopolitan G, you know, he, he uh, the gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he connected with it, you know, and uh, that's why he got it. So it's it, it it doesn't matter that much if an artwork just sits there for a couple of months, like this forty eight hours there. Um, yes, you can burn it, but I think it's just that you haven't found the right collector for the piece yet. You know, the person that connects with it, the person that sees the piece for what it is, you know, like connections was also there for like, what a month, I think more or less. And then Benji, Benji came in and was like, all right, that's, that's amazing. And I want it. And, uh, it's beautiful. And yeah, he connected with it in a, in a way that others couldn't, which is, fucking amazing and and i was so happy to see that uh like he could find something for himself in my gallery always happy you know to just see people to you know connect with my artwork i love it i mean you you said something that's so important that i think people forget is like that that was listed for over like a month and then he came and found it and he, he was the one that had the connection and then obviously uh could Uh, purchase it because obviously even if you have a connection you still have to have the funds and so you know but it's important to be able to be patient as an artist and be able to know your worth too and wait for that collector that you know is out there that will be able to connect with it um, as you kind of build up your ecosystem and I think we were talking a little bit about this before the show but for so many people coming into the space uh, they see a lot of success in artists and they're like looking for success quick and I think you, we talked a little bit about it but it's so important and maybe you can touch on just the importance 
balance of putting value in yourself and knowing your worth in this space and being patient um, and some of the keys to kind of growing because there's so many new artists that I'm sure listen to the show and the podcast and they're wondering, how do you do this? How do you make, how do you make it? And uh, what are some of the keys that you feel like uh, you need to kind of harness to be successful in this space? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a patience thing. Like, a lot of of artists and a lot of new artists, the first mistake that they do in the space is just like expect a quick cash out. Like, oh my God, yes, I am a big guy in the industry. I just post my awesome art. Someone will buy it. Easy peasy done. No, that's, that's definitely not it. Uh, you need to build something around it. You know, if you don't have a foundation, you don't... Uh, you're not you're not gonna make it you're just not uh some people can like very rarely like the 0.1 percent uh they have established themselves uh in the industry everybody knows who they are and everything uh but also some newcomers you know that just have awesome art haven't been seen have made it really big uh but most like 99 percent of the other people it's just like you need you need a build up, you know, you, you can't just expect a quick cash grab in the space uh, and just start making connections with people. This is why I, I just can't stress enough how important it is to be active in the community, because if you're not a part of it, then nobody knows who you are. You can post your art all you want, but if you don't have a connection with anyone, then it's just not going to work out, yeah. which is why personally, like me, I, I, I saw that from day one, like, okay, this is a very, very tight knit community. Uh, everybody is in it for the art, uh, is also in it for the money. Of course, obviously let's be realistic. Yeah. Uh, but everybody is here for the future. So that's why I spent, you know, a month of my time. I didn't do any NFTs or anything. I just learned, connected, talked to people, met some awesome collectors, awesome artists. So by the time I dropped, it fucking like went. So <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's the community is like so important. And the one thing that anyone that goes and just shills constantly—that's the thing that they forget—is that by just pumping yourself no one you're not going to gain any respect in the space you've got to be in yeah. humility is another thing i feel like that people forget like this space a lot of people in this space came from nothing uh you know a lot of a lot of people in the space when when they were purchasing crypto regardless if it was in 2013 or if it was in 2018 a lot of them that's how they made a lot of their fortune and they didn't come from you know a lot of money and so that's a, a something that's really important is you know making sure that you find other people that um, appreciate what this these opportunities are giving us and seeing the power of the future and understanding it more than just like a lot of people say the ca a cash grab but it's so true is like you're if you're just in the space for money you're not going to make it because that's not the only thing that's happening here there's so many other elements between community and creating and uh you know you really building uh you know a group of friends that you you can connect with it's i think that's one of the most important things in the space absolutely which is like the first thing uh that i did like you know after like the drops and everything and learning uh i i joined a 3d twitter group which had a lot of uh my let's say not friends but people i've talked to on instagram now we're friends but like before it was just you know because instagram is not very social so you know like if you follow this person then you maybe like comment sometimes you know hey cool artwork bro and just like chat for a bit but it just stops at that but like this uh, twitter group kind of allowed me you know to go deeper you know just fuck around with them and you know just meme around and uh, get to know them better mm -hmm. uh really awesome people and then i started uh with my girlfriend i started a 2d twitter group when i um you know met also a lot of awesome people which are also here in the chat 
and yeah, it's just been crazy. Like meeting so many amazing artists and seeing them succeed. Many started from nothing, you know, or not knowing what the fuck to do. And they didn't really sell in the beginning. And now they're just like killing it. I've seen people go from what? I don't know. Zero point something ETH sale. It's like doing hundreds of ETH sale. It's like, come on. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. You know, to just see your friends succeed like that. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy that I could talk to these people directly anytime I want. Uh, super fun people. All meme, all meme lords. All this trash. I love you. <laughs> Uh, it posts all the time but it's you know it's just it's so fun because like we're having fun with the people that we enjoy in this community and we enjoy while getting financial stability and making art for a living come on how right. can you i don't get it. that's why i'm trying i i sound culty as fuck right now but i'm trying to <laughs> see, spread the nft gospel whatever <laughs> it's so true it is so true i mean you you have all the best of all these worlds you create what you want to create you get to meet amazing people that you actually yes. connect with that you don't it's not just like in your yeah they may not be in your hometown but there are people that you feel like you've haven't been able to connect with people because you're like see the world in a different light and now here you found all of the other people that see the world the same way that you see it kind of evolving and uh and it's such a powerful thing and we that's why you see all these memes or these people talking about when they go to dinner with normie friends and they're like end up talking about nfts after 10 minutes because they're they're kind of gaining that confidence they don't feel like it's not normal anymore like we want to make other people aware of what the future holds because it's almost like we we're like living in two worlds that are like eventually going to collide it's just inevitable but right now it feels like we're living in two completely different worlds dude i've seen people like i was at, at the gym the other day you know just like getting dressed up and just people that are like started talking about like fucking cool cats and shit i'm like what come on like, <laughs> i live in whatever bumfuck town in germany and it's not really many people here and to just hear someone talk about like uh, NFTs and crypto and stuff in the in the locker room is just insane. Like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? Like, it's expanding so much. I mean, in Germany, it's definitely like becoming a really huge thing, which uh, I, I just love to see that because yeah. I don't have to explain to every single person what it is. That like, is. Have you heard about NFTs? Yes. Thank God. You know? <laughs> yeah, the learning curve is going to get lower and lower for us to do the lifting. We're not going to have to be lifting as much to help teach people, which is nice because there's going to be more news articles, more podcasts like this where people can go and learn. So that's that is definitely going to help. And I'm glad that we're the onboarding uh, like tools for onboarding are getting easier. It's not like this little niche uh, group that no one knows about anymore. Uh, we're growing pretty fast. So it's a, it's exciting but at the same time it's uh it is funny because it is like every day there's someone that's trying to understand what it is or why why would you want to buy a cool like why would you want to buy this picture uh when you can just save it on your computer i mean that's going to be the ultimate thing that we constantly hear yeah, is trying to like under, uh, understand it's like when people first find out it's like now that you know what an nft is now get on twitter nft twitter and then you can kind of start to understand the real the real power behind it because it doesn't just end in the artwork or the communities it's uh it's what's happening between the people that are in those communities that's the, really where the power comes in exactly i just love it when my friends like send me like some instagram post like yo a rock just sold for like half a million dollars and like oh yeah man welcome to nft <laughs> just stop talking to them about nfts like here's the reason why this rock sold for half a million dollars <laughs> all right uh, well you know what before we're going to take some questions i have a couple people requesting come up if you have a question for baka arts go ahead and hit that request button uh we'll bring some people on stage so you can ask him a question but i have one final question for you because you do live in germany uh and i wanted to talk a little bit about the borderless nature of nfts i'm sitting you know in america and it's just a whole we're in two different parts of the world and here we are chatting uh, and doing a live 
five podcasts on stage with 50, 50, over 50 other people. And it's like, this is just so cool. But at the same time, I just wanted to hear your thoughts about how this, the borderless nature of blockchain and how we can all operate and interconnect like this is so powerful that the blockchain never closes like a stock market or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Uh, <laughs> and do you think it's more powerful for countries that aren't, you know, uh, you, you know, countries that are struggling more, the power of the blockchain for those countries specifically, because the people in those uh, places probably need it more than anyone? Oh, yes. Uh, obviously, the, I think the, the most beneficial thing about NFTs are specifically for artists like in third world countries uh oh my god i sound like a fucking top model just fucking up her words at the speech no, <laughs> <laughs> no you're yeah. right though i agree with this you is how we make america awesome <laughs> no <laughs> uh I, yeah whatever I, I don't know at the end of the day it, it's helping artists you know uh get their shit together and valuing their art more than it's worth uh, what they think it's worth so I just try to, you know, push my friends to always value their artwork higher. I, I've, I've ranted several times to several friends, German friends too, whatever you live. If I see you posting your Genesis piece for anything less than one ETH, I will scream at you very hard uh, through the screen so you can feel it. And because <laughs> this is your life now. So if you're going to want to make a career out of it and be financially stable, then you got to value yourself for your true worth yeah. or at least not what you think it is no it's not 150 dollars no, no. yeah just chin as high as you can as high as it's reasonable you know yeah value yeah. yourself i mean and and also it, even um artists like you like you said when your drop sits there or you have a price that no one you feel like isn't going to sell you probably feel for a month or two months it kind of can the more art that you have just sitting it kind of weighs on you and you start to question because like that's a natural like human emotion and psychology it doesn't matter if you're the best artist out there having something sit and like no one picking it up can be uh, something that just really brings you down and and I think that's another important thing is realizing like that you're not the only one that that's happening to like everyone has that happen I mean the most talented people that are selling millions of dollars of work have pieces that sit on the market and so just remembering also that that patience and that uh, you know don't be unrealistic about your worth but also don't undervalue your worth is like a very fine tool, which is also really hard when you think about it, too, because this whole world where you have to kind of create your value, your price, it can feel awkward a lot of times. And I think that's one of those things we have to work through as we kind of grow together in the space. Absolutely. I just, uh, I think social media just broke us. I mean, the artists, you know, because we were just stuck in a limbo, just grinding, just posting shit on socials, hoping to get our big break, you know, and in the meantime, we were being used by clients for whatever, you know, uh, obviously I, I've had great clients, but mostly I've had shitty clients, like stuff like, oh man, I don't know, $150. It's kind of like a lot, you know, I only have 80 and like, come on, get, get out of here, bro. Like I'm struggling right now. You know, I have to make ends meet somehow. And just like you feel so devalued for the quality of work that you're, you know, invest days, mm -hmm. weeks, on, you know, to just create for just someone to come and be like, you're worth $80. Yeah. Come on. And that's, I, th and I think it just broke us mentally. It, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm worth it. You know, that's the thing, which is why I think NFTs kind of opened my eyes like, okay, shit, I I, I am worth something. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And no, it's so uh, important. super positive space. I, I got to say, I just, I am, I am definitely speechless and I, I am so glad that I do not have to accept any stupid ass commission from some 
dude offering me like 50 bucks or something yes. or whatever. Yeah, that's got to oh be the, like, you need me to be able to make it to this point. It's like, no, you know what? Fuck you. Actually, I don't need you. And I can yeah. do this on my own. So that's, that is like, that has to feel like you're able to take that power back in your hands. Before that, it was a necessity because, you know, I have to pay my rent. I have to buy food. I have to survive, you know. So I can't really say no. Uh, not all the time, obviously. Like, I mean, like, reasonable amounts. I, I can't say no to, like, some commission. But, you know, they come in and, and they want, like, 50 fucking changes, which is going to, like, set me back who knows what. Uh, yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's been insane. I'm just happy that I, I can finally not be depressed about money and just like mm-hmm. focus on. Isn't like, that the, stuff. that's the real thing. I think the real magic is when you don't have to stress about your financial situation. Uh, it's like you always have this dream of, I want to be able to make this much money or this much money. And whenever you, add, I'll tell you, whenever you end up making those goals, it's like, wow. Okay. I mean, it's like, okay, that's great, but it doesn't, it's not what you think it's going to be. Being a millionaire isn't what you think it's going to be. Once you get there, it's like, oh, wow, okay, now I don't have to stress. But then it actually allows, if you're a good person, to focus on things that matter more because now it's not about money. Now you can actually like do the things you want to do to try to change the world, which, I mean, makes sense why you see billionaires doing things like space exploration because they're they're like interested in like now they're, they can do anything. So now what are they going to do? And it's just uh, it's fascinating. Like you can focus on things that make make humanity a better place, which is more important at the end of the day. Yeah. Finally, I, I don't have to make I don't have to necessarily make an artwork to sell as an NFT, but I can make an artwork just to make an artwork that I'm satisfied that I love, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to make it myself. I don't want to make it for other people. I will post it. Yes, if people enjoy it, it's fine. But you know, I I just I enjoy the feeling of just sitting down and 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 creating. That's 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 what I'm looking for for the rest of my life. So, if now I can do this without obstacles, that's that's fucking sweet. Well, except the tax man, he's gonna come knocking anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that's my obstacle. You know? That's the only <laughs> obstacle now that's left. Oh yeah, obstacle. <laughs> IRS. No. Right. Um, uh, that is true, though. I mean, it is. It's important to remember. Like at the end of the day, we're we're building a, a community that's so important and, and the success that comes from it is usually going to just be put back in. And I think that's something so cool. It's like anyone that's in this ecosystem, the wealth that they make, they're not put, they're not usually putting it back into the ecosystem and that's how, you know, it's going to continue to grow so much. So it's uh, it's so exciting. Thank you again so much for being here and uh, let's go ahead and move and we'll take a couple questions um, from the audience. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. And the first one I brought up is Death Fox. What is going on? I love that little pumpkin you got on for Halloween. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I just had a, I guess, a multi-pronged question. Um, I'm an artist, and and I'm new to this space. And this is on topic, by the way. Um the, the idea of onboarding, it feels so abstract. Um, I, I am always wondering, like, okay, is somebody going to onboard me? Am I being onboarded? Am I onboarding myself? Uh-huh. Uh, like, w- w- you know, what's the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a weird... Yeah, well, I think, Baka, I would like you to kind of feel... you. You've, I mean, I can speak on this for two a little bit, but it sounds like you were onboarded just earlier this year even, and so you probably can speak even more to people newer that are being onboarded, because uh, it can feel weird. Like, you're always... It feels like you're always learning, doesn't it? Uh it does, but it's always so stressful. Like the fucking waiting, dude. The waiting, the 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 time before you know anybody answers you uh, from these platforms. You know they get back to you. It's just so. Ugh, it it just kills me from the inside. The, the, this this time, you know. Uh, I don't know how it is now. How they do it? Like I know Foundation still has invites, I think, or voting system, whatever they implemented. I think. Uh, Super rare. They switched it to like a voting system now. I think 
before it was uh, just like send over your shit and if you like you're in uh, and that's basically yeah, that was all like I'm I'm on all platforms basically right now uh, like super air mixed plays Norwegian nifty whatever uh, but most of them it, it's just like direct contact for me personally it was direct contact like Tommy from nifty contacted me like you, you want to make nifty job sure uh, and uh, super rare, you know, just send in your applications as well as Maker's Place and everything. Uh, it definitely has gotten harder over the last nine months for new artists, too. I would say that because, I mean, even back in December, January of 2020 and then beginning of 2021, it was, it was already difficult. It was already for a lot of artists that were just getting started. They, I know several that had to wait for a while before they heard back, but now it's like the queue and so many people are trying to get on these sites and you have to also realize that there is like a, for being a decentralized technology, there is a centralized aspect to some of these um, platforms that we have like Nifty and Super Rare uh, and we're trying to move farther away from that and they've got things that they're doing to try to make it better. But also I think in the meantime too, I see a lot of people that have been successful minting directly on OpenSea too. Uh, and a, I think a big part of that is the community that they're building. They're actually finding people in the space. They get to know them. They kind of find people to collect. I can't tell you how many people I've met through OpenSea. And that is a place you can get started uh, you know, immediately. And I think seeing some people building their portfolio on there is going to allow them to kind of get noticed on some of these other platforms as well. Absolutely. Like what I noticed is OpenSea is actually pretty good, which is why I dropped the, like this my um, this season three of my my surrogates project. I dropped it on OpenSea uh, and not on Rarible. And I don't know. It's just because people use OpenSea. Like the collectors use OpenSea. The collections use OpenSea. Uh, OpenSea. And uh, I, I think for someone new, uh, it's not not so much about the platform it's more about how active you are in the community and the connections that you make the friends that you make uh how you connect with people in the nft space so it doesn't really matter where you mint really actually i mean OpenSea is pretty fucking decent i'd say uh just stay in the space post your art share with people talk to people don't chill don't spam be genuine and eventually someone's going to buy your work and then someone else is going to buy your work and you can up your prices and just kind of build up on that. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't really need a curated platform. This could be a kick for you, you know, being successful on OpenSea to get onto set platforms because, hey, I've had successful sales here. My art is dope. So why not? Let's fucking do it, you know, uh, come to Super Rare or whatever. And then you have your Super Rare and you can increase your prices, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a, it's, it's harder now than it was a year ago and it's, it eventually, and I think the biggest reason is because there's more people in the space now. And so it's just harder for those platforms to keep up too, even though they have good intentions. Yeah. So I it's, think, it's, uh, sorry, go, no, go ahead. Uh, I think it's because the, yeah, there's so many people coming into NFTs now and discovering it and seeing, you know, the success of others. And I think the thing with super rare is, they are kind of like rewarding early adopters and the late adopters, they just switch to a very, very, very extreme uh, curation process. Well, not very extreme, but whatever. I mean, they, they're curated as fuck. So, yeah, it's much like, more, it seems much yeah. more niche, like they, they're going to have to find you. But is, I, did that answer your question a little bit, Death Fox? I hope, I hope that helped. Yeah, actually it did. Um, and I, I just want to say real quick, I'm, I'm going to go and I appreciate your time. And Baka, I just absolutely love your work. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for your question. Love you. Yeah, thank Have you so much for coming up. Happy all right. I have a question from someone um, on the top. They posted this uh, under the thread where you can post your question. If you are requesting to come up, you can also go on there and then I'll most likely bring you up if you let me know what the question is. Um, but this person said, uh, hey, Darius, it's Jack, Jack Wes, I hope. I hope I pronounced that right. They said, hey, Darius, are you ever going to experiment with VR and AR? 
Uh, I'd love to actually know the answer to that too. Or if you already have a little bit, um, if you wanted to chat a little bit about that. Well, Jacques, um, yes, definitely. I uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I I have done VR before, and AR before. I sculpt in VR. I use Oculus uh, Medium. What, what, what? No way. Adobe bought it, so now it's Adobe Medium. Whatever. Oculus Rift. Uh, VR sculpting program. Uh, there's also um, God. I can't remember the name. Uh, I, I yeah. I just use Medium basically. You know, to just I sculpt characters. I think it's more intuitive for me personally. Not as detailed as ZBrush. What people use, you know, to typically sculpt. Uh, 3D characters or monsters or whatever, like Raph Grissetti does or Dominic Beck. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I actually, for the the Artifacts project uh, by Roger Dickerman, I made this statue of this cyberpunk girl on a podium. Was it? No, it's not a podium. Like a pillar. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was used as AR, for example, for like Instagram filters or Snapchat, I think. Uh, and to be placed, you know, on in, in AR. And it was sculpted in VR, which I then, you know, dropped into my 3D program and started cleaning up a bit. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I want to do more often. Uh, but right now, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of really into scenes uh, more than I am into, like, characters. I, I rarely do uh, straight-up characters, Lately, I, I, I just love building, you know, a nice, nice cyberpunk scene, a lot of detail, you know, uh, that that's kind of been my thing lately, you know, just increasing my level a bit, you know, not just doing, I don't know, if you if you go on my Instagram or my Twitter, uh, you, you can definitely see, uh, you can see that better on my Instagram, just the evolution, you know, like, I went from, uh, okay, this is, cool. oh my god, you know, <laughs> kind of like that, the, that, that, that fucking jump all of a sudden uh yeah it's uh i'm definitely gonna experiment with that but right now mostly it's like environments and cities and stuff like that i want bigger scale hey jacquez actually came up on stage too is did we say that right is it jacquez it's uh jacques Jacques. You know, oh, okay (laughs) what's going on jacques thanks for coming up i'll let you go ahead and clarify your question too yeah it's no big it's a it's a wonderful interview i've been here from the start and it's uh on point uh my question was more not from the creation side of you but more like presentation like will people be able to uh, you know go through a scene of yours for example on mm-hmm. vr or an ar almost like creating ah, a meant. spot in the metaverse or where you can interact I, honestly yeah, for, if, if if you know someone who can help me with unreal engine and doing that that would be awesome i would love to have my own metaverse you know to just have people walk around in I haven't, uh, you know, I I mostly do like still images because I do a lot of post work, you know, like lighting, the colors, the everything else, you know. So I would really love it for someone to just go, you know, in this room where this Android girl, you know, just is looking at some, uh, some giant cityscape, you know. I, I would love that. I just don't know where to start, you know. It's it's one of those things, those things, you know, that now I can't focus on. Like I I have time. I can uh, I could just sit down. I could just go on ArtStation or whatever, Learn Squared or Namam Workshop, whatever, and just start learning that. And I think once Unreal Engine Five is more stable, uh, at least, and, and I learn more about it, I can just build it, you know. Or I can just hire someone. My God, I can just like find someone who can help me do that. Create your but own I, team. Yeah, that would be awesome. But it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm such like a lone wolf about these things, you know? Because I've, I've always done stuff alone, always. Like I, oh, it sounds so tragic right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm depressed alone now. Um, <laughs> the the dystopian <laughs> arts making sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. See, no, no, you but yeah, that's funny. But you're right. I mean, it is, it is, uh, I think most artists are like that, right? Where a lot of, especially digital artists over the, the last 10 years, a lot of it, like you've said, have been grinding alone, like trying to get noticed, trying to get attention, uh, get, get awareness about your pieces. And now that you have that, it's, uh, you've already seen people, you know, he's creating an entire 
like studio and massive building where he can actually, you know, have others help and build and create. And I just see all of, you know, a lot of these artists that are doing well, they're going to continue to help inspire. And then you guys are going to continue to find ways to bring more people on uh, because that's what the ecosystem is all about. You're going to find ways that you can uplift others. Um, And I, I, I think it's just, it's still, it's sometimes it's hard to remember that, you know, you've just been in this for, you know, what, nine months, 10 months. And so, you know, in, uh, in a year or two from now, I wouldn't be surprised if you had a team of people that that work with you because you've made friends and you you help uplift other people and they can help uh, uh, lift you up if they're passionate about your work. Absolutely, I, I would absolutely love to do that. I just think I don't know. I feel like people just want to rush everything. Like, uh, okay, do this, do that, do a, a fucking metaverse, do uh we're in this for the long term like i can definitely see myself in the next 10 years just like focusing on nfts and my art and uh it's it's not something like even if i've had like success financially i just think right now we should just focus on the art uh and and the other things are just gonna come later (laughs) like i don't i don't want to rush things like just throw some half-assed shit at people and call it you know, a metaverse like that's uh that's not something i want to do i i strive for perfection sometimes it doesn't pan out but sometimes it does because uh, you know we're people we make mistakes but yeah it's it's a long-term thing and i i think everything has its time i think right now you know just focusing on on, on making a vr space would be cool it's just not the priority right now for me. Like the priority right now for me is just finishing my other projects, my 2D projects, uh, my my graphic novel, my surrogates project, the generative surrogates project. I I got so many stuff I I have on my pipeline right now. It's just not a focus that I uh, want to go into right now. But definitely, definitely want to do it. I 100% want to do it, and it's probably gonna be like sometime next year. Uh, I, I've been thinking about it for a while now. I've been dabbling with Unreal Engine. Again, I'm I'm such a lone wolf. You know, I kind of, oh, you know, I'm going to do everything alone. But like recently, I've started, you know, uh, bringing people in to help me because I, I just, I can't. It's just so overwhelming at this point. I, I, I definitely need to help. So uh, I'm just happy to build like a team around it and, and a, a very trustworthy team that I, that I know that uh, is going to stick on this journey with me. And uh, it's not that easy to find, obviously, because you get to know people for a long time. People betray you. Uh, it sounds depressed as fuck right now. No, <laughs> uh, uh, but you're right. I mean, it is. It's. Uh, I think it's one of the most beautiful things in this space is that I know over time we're going to see a bunch of artists uplifting other artists by helping give them a purpose or help bring them on um, to the team or you being able to work with friends. Uh, But at the same time, you know, when you do mix business, uh, it it can always lead to issues too. And so it's always that, you know, that double-edged sword and it's it's just hard to figure out the right mix. Um, And I think, but I think of the space, like you said, we're going to continue to see, uh, uplifting each other and continuing to find ways to help each other out and you already see people that just try to help each other out for free and just out of goodwill are the ones that seem to do the best in the space already is just because they're constantly working and building those connections and relationships with people um, because they they truly just enjoy it Uh, All right, I've got one more question, then we'll wrap it up but I like this one this is another one on the Twitter feed Uh, it's from Dominique uh, who's also in the audience, if you want to come up, you can, but if not, that's fine. He said, do you think we control as a community have, uh, do you think the control we as a community have over the NFT space will stay like this? Or do, as we see more big companies rolling in, will they start slowly making this space what they want? Oh, uh, they're going to try, but they're not going to make it. No. Yes, that's what I like. That's the answer I was hoping to hear. Yeah, they will. They will just you know dip their toes and be like, "Hey, a fucking uh, it's me, McDonald's. Here's like fucking burger coin, whatever. I don't give a shit." People will see it for what it is, just a fucking cash grab or just some fucking 
bullshit. Like people see, you know, it's bullshit. Like if some big ass company just comes in, you know, and you know where they're doing it. They're just like, you don't want to be hip, you know, fucking whatever, trying to get with the times, uh, you know, fellow <laughs> kids stuff, whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's going to be definitely an artist and collector control. Yeah, and I think that we are uh, we will see more and more big companies and big money coming in, and they will try to influence the space. Um, in order for them to con- gain any control of the space, though, they're also going to have to show that they have the same values as the people that are basically in control of the space right now. And that means putting their money where their mouth is. If they're going to continue to help uplift others, I think the collectors that are in the space now, as well as the creators, we all care very much about maintaining that that freedom, that uh, creative freedom like you talked about. So if someone comes in and now all of a sudden they're trying to tell you, you need to do this, we need to do that, uh, the space is just going to be like, no, because you're going to, you've already seen seen it uh there's been a couple times where artists post that people have reached out to them from these other spots and they're like they wanted to do this and this and and we call you know we're starting to call out those big companies for the things and the tactics that they've done for years and they're not going to be able to do that in this space if they want to come in this space they're going to have to operate by the 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 rules that we set uh as long as we protect them and i think that we've got the right people in the space that we will absolutely Absolutely. Like, take time with their timepieces and, and, and their articles about the NFT artists. They fucking killed it. Like, Times, uh, Time Magazine, they just, like, absolutely killed they, they got it. You know, they got the message. They know how this shit works. They connect with people. They join their spaces. They they support artists. I mean, that that's how you should go about it. Not just like, oh, here's fucking the McCoin or whatever. Sorry, I just... No, Not you uh, you I'm have this thing. burger coin and McCoin in the back of your head. I'm excited. Maybe this is something you can create. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, let's fucking go make the next McCoin. No, uh, but yeah, I I think Times, uh, Time Magazine with their time pieces, everybody there is just like they, they get the space and they had a very 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 genuine approach uh, towards the space. You know, compared to other companies who are just in it. You know, for Shill, 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 uh, get with the times, uh, kind of bullshit. I just, I just don't see them making it in the space. Yeah. Very, maybe, you know, some that get it, but now like 99% are just going to like be bullshit. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a good, uh, a good question to end on because I think that is powerful. I think it's so, so important to remember that we, uh, the people that are in this space now, uh, with the power of being in this space early is that we are the innovators. We're the pioneers. We get to help dictate the direction that the space goes. And we've been doing a pretty good job. I think the first year that this has really blown up and I think we're going to continue to do that. So, uh, it's exciting to be a part of the space and to see so many people coming in, being able to create their own niche. And I'm so excited to see, uh, what we, what we continue to see that growth. Um, thank you again, Darius, for coming on. This has been a pleasure. If you don't already follow Baka Arts, you should. He's just always creating amazing works. And if you miss any part of this show, I'll make sure to um, get it uploaded onto uh, the crazyaboutcryptoshow.com so you can listen to the podcast if you miss any part of it because this uh, this hour flew by. And I know, Darius, in the pre- pre-show, we were talking a little bit about how you, you're not a huge fan of these live live shows because it's uh, it can be nerve-wracking, but I hope you had fun and that it flew by for you too uh it did thank god <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but like you know i can say one word and then my career is over so you know it's just like i can't just say like yo car can you like just cut that part yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> no i'm glad uh i think it did fly by i think everything um i think this has been a fun show and i just uh, i really love your art ever since you've started creating it uh i, I there were a couple pieces that i actually were, were was going to bid on and it got out got over uh, where i could get in and now things are even crazier but it's just i really appreciate what you're doing for the space and the art you're creating and uh and it's been fun so i I'll continue to be uh, watching, checking you out, and I appreciate you coming on the show. And everyone else, thanks for being here too. This has been a production of Gutter Cat Studios. Stairs. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. 
take control of your own financial future, and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.